Lord God. Through your worship, through your praise, Lord God, through the spoken word that will be coming today, Lord God. We thank you so much that you love us enough to meet us right here, to give us exactly what we need in this day and age, Lord God. Right where we are on our issues, Lord, in our tribulations, Lord God, that you are faithful, Lord God, even to the day that we were born, Lord God, that you provided all of our needs. And you have been an unexhausted supply till that day, Lord God. And Lord, we love you today. We so appreciate you. And Lord God, as we uh, continue on to this service, we ask you, Lord God, to be the biggest part, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God, in the, in the what you wanted to be done, Lord, in this service, Lord God. We submit to your will. And all these blessings we ask your son, Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. amen. Well, welcome, Living Faith Christian Center. Uh, guests that, oh, thank you, praise and worship team. And all you guests that have uh, come out today, we're so glad to see you. Good to see you, Miss Elizabeth, in the house. So glad to see you. I missed your face. And uh, Brother Ron, I saw Brother Ron here. Okay, he's in the bathroom. So good to see him as well. Just wanted to, oh, he's right where? Ron? Thank you for keeping it up. Thank you, Amanda. We love Reno. Oh, my gosh. So we just so appreciate you guys for being here on today. Love uh, each and every one of you. Glad to be back in the house of God. I just wanted to share real quick as we welcome you. We want to welcome you also to Wednesday night Bible study. We do have in seat, which means that you could come to the house of God, enjoy uh, praise and worship, not praise and worship, but we enjoy Bible study. We're going through Proverbs, and it is a good interactive time that you could give your input and not just sit in and listen, but you can ask questions. You can give your thoughts, and if it's wrong, we'll correct you. You know what I mean? We want to hear your perspective, but we want to make sure that you get it right. So we so appreciate you. So if you are not able to get on Zoom and you're just tired of being in your, in your, in your house, because we are free now. We, gotta, we can move about the country now. You don't have to wear a mask. Come on out and be with us uh, in Wednesday night Bible study. So God, good things are happening all the time in not only Living Faith Christian Center, but out throughout the world. And I'm super excited about what God is doing. And um, I want to share another testimony, but I have just a short time. I want to get the word up here because that's the most important I uh, just wanted to share with you that, um, well, you remember, remember what our theme is for the year? Stand in truth. And it bears repeating throughout the whole year. We don't want you to forget this. And the things that I want you to focus on this week, if you, if you may, and then whatever the word says, I want you to focus on the truth of who God is. I'm thinking about in James 127, and it says that true religion is to look after the widows and the fatherless. And it says to be unspotted from the world. So can, uh, focusing on that, James 1 and 27, you can look it up. That's what it says. You don't have to take my word for it. To look after the widow, to look after the fatherless, and be unspotted from the world, which means that you can live in this world, but you don't have to be of the world. You don't have to take on the things of this world. You do not have to be a part of this world and take on everything that the world is saying is okay and everything that the world says that is allowable. But you can be set apart, and that's what God wants us. That is to be set apart from the world. There should be a difference. Now, uh, it was uh, when I first, uh, it was probably uh, five years, uh, five years into my marriage, and I was just walking, um, it was Christmas time, I was walking around in the mall with my father-in-law, and um, lots of people, lots of people all over the place, and I'm like, goodness gracious, it's crowded, and I'm thinking about the crowd and how, how much I want to get home and uh, just get out of the crowd. But his mindset, he said, you know what, if just a third of these people could just come to church. Like, goodness gracious, man, do you ever take a break from ministry? But he's always thinking about, uh, he's always thinking about souls. And I'll ask you today to be to share that same heart 
when you go out, thinking about souls. And what it brought it to my heart is I went to the, uh, the Whitby Fair on yesterday. Crowds of people. They had the little beer garden. You see people getting lit and just all happy and smiles and people trying to take your money in every which way they could. But it was a good time. And I thought to myself, what if it was just a third of these people in the church? Asking, what must I do to be saved? Finding a way, Lord. What can I get to the nearest river or lagoon or Puget Sound so I can get baptized so that I can start my relationship with God? Man, there was a lot of people. And these days are not over. It's still the same God, still doing great things. He's creating miracles and, and, and bringing people back to him, his sons and daughters, prodigals, all walks of life. We are all witnesses of that. Am I right? And if we can just live that out, to look after the fatherless, look after the widow, and to be unspotted from the world, what a change that would be. I, was, uh, and I, don't, I, think I may have shared this with you, but I'm so excited because I'm always asking God for new testimonies, not old testimonies of what he did. But we had, uh, just a few weeks ago, I had a gentleman that came to me for a referral for a haircut. And uh, no, no different from any other time. I think that God is blessing me. And, uh, but this guy came and he said that uh, I have a friend that referred to you that I used to work with over 17 years ago now. And uh, I, I was able to witness to him. And 17 years ago, I'm telling you, like, it's crazy. Uh, witness to him, and I did not see the fruit of that uh, until, like, until I met this guy. So this guy said uh, that uh, my friend Otto uh, referred me to you, and Otto was a guy that I had, uh, when I first had in the country, he said, are you one of those uh, born-again Christians? And I'm like, brother, that's the only way you could be born again is to be a Christian. And uh, he says, well, I don't like this other guy that we work with. He said he's a, he's a butthole, and he says, but you guys' delivery is just so different. I said, well, maybe he's a little bit more passionate than me. I wasn't going to push it, but I just wanted to live it in front of him. And then uh, a couple of years later, we have this thing where they do free tax help on the base called VITA. And uh, that Otto was able to uh, do my taxes for me. And while he was looking through my taxes, he said, man, you're giving almost a third of what you make to the church? Who does that? And I said, man, I don't even think about it. I just know this is something I want to do. It's my convictions. He said, oh, well. And up forward, 10 years later, I didn't know Otto Hafner got saved. Otto Hafner was in his Bible group. It's called the uh, Navigator. Some of you may have heard of it, but it's an ongoing uh, short, you know, small group Bible study that they have. It's going strong here in Oak Harbor, led by a gentleman named Tyler Fitzgerald, which is another one of my clients. And he said that uh, this gentleman that came in, he said, you know what? I hear a story of this barber guy that pays a third. I hear this story like every few months about this guy that uh, had given a third of his uh, earnings. And I'm not saying this to brag or anything. I didn't even know how much I was giving. I just know that a tenth is what God deserves and how it adds up. That's between God. So that means if I'm giving a third, God must have been blessing me more than I, than I was getting paid. You know what I mean? So I give God the glory for that. But he said, I hear this story every month, how this guy gives. And Otto said, I want what that guy has, that he would give a third of his paycheck to the church. And I'm like, goodness gracious, man. I never even thought that. I had to call off. And I looked him up on Facebook. I said, man, I truly miss your face. I can't wait to see you, man. I want to talk to you about some things. And now he is leading one of the Bible studies at this um, Navigators. And I'm like, wow. Seed was planted. Somebody else watered it. But I'm just excited that I had an opportunity 
God is doing some great things. And how many people that he impacted for the world while he was just living for God? And how many, you never know what your, your life will uh, impact, that ripple effect that it would have. Because I don't know whoever's in this Bible study, but they can hear about this, God, this guy that gave, that he believed in God enough that he would gave, that he would desire more. You never know how you're going to impact somebody's life. But you have to be unspotted from the world, doing something different than the world is doing. Can we say amen? Let us stand for the word. Help me to receive Apostle David as he comes. They going to turn me on? Hallelujah. Okay, there we go. Now we can hear. Amen. Well, while you're praying, let's, I mean, while you're standing, let's pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now for this wonderful day that you've given us, Lord, that we can come gladly into the house, lift up your name, God, that we have the liberty and the freedom to sing our praises unto your name, Lord, and to be encouraged one of another, Lord. And Father, we pray right now, Lord, that you prepare our hearts to hear and receive your word, God. Move every distraction out of the way, Lord. Move my flesh out of the way, Lord. You speak to me and through me according to your divine purpose, Lord, that we might receive all that you have for us on this morning. We pray, Lord, for those that are online. We pray, Father, for those that are in the house, that each of us would receive from you today. That we would not leave the same but we will leave pondering and meditating upon your word and its effects in our lives, God. We thank you. Father, we praise you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Amen. We'll go ahead and release the children to their classes. Amen. I just thank God for, for being here. Because I usually, I'm always glad to be in the house of the Lord. And just think about, if it had not been for the Lord. Huh? <laughs> if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Amen. See, it was a time in my life I wasn't on his side. But he's always been in it for me. He died for me. He died for you. So if it had not been for the Lord, I mean, I just can't even begin to imagine where I would be. You know, so, I mean, I thank God for the the precious and wonderful name of Jesus, Lord, and what it's done in my life, amen. You know, it may be redundant to some of y'all to hear it over and over again, but I thank God I'm saved. I thank God. When he did at the early age of 22 years old and said, I got better for you than what you're doing right now. And I thank him, amen, for, the, for, for over the years, he's been a keeper. Not, not, not to say he didn't have to do some work, brother. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, he's still working. I mean, that's why I like how the scripture says, God made man. He's still making me. How about you? Amen. He's still working and preparing and, and moving that stuff out the way. But I truly love the Lord with all my heart. Amen. And the more I think about, you know, the things that he's done, amen, how my encounter with him completely, the, the effect completely changed my life. Amen. And we begin to see, you know, how good he is. And I know I'm not the only one that has that testimony. Amen. Of how good God is. Amen. And the things that he does and how he moves in and out. You know, even as Pastor Sam was sharing his testimony, I had to lean over and tell David, he's just confirming the word this morning. 
Amen. That's how God does things. I mean, he brings it all in. You know, so like I said, I'm not the only one that can give that testimony about the goodness of the Lord, but I'm glad I'm one that can give that testimony. Amen? Amen. Because truly, you know, I know that if it hadn't been for the Lord, I'd have been a mess. Well, I was already a mess. But I'd have been a much, much, much worse mess. Isn't that right, Juan? <laughs> Amen. We, 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 you know, on the wrong track. And if he had, you know, sometimes he got to come and just go upside your head, so to speak. You know, to get your attention. And I'm glad he chased me down because I was running. I was running hard for the devil. Come on, I was. I was running hard. But see, God tracked me down, amen. And once he got my attention, now I've been running hard for him for over 43 years. You know, that's what I think. <laughs> he said, well, there's some people here. All right, don't, don't be dating me now. Amen. But I thank him. You know, but I, I, you know, I thank God. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about being here today. Amen. Because, you know, as I'm preparing and I'm meditating and, and on the word and, and who he is and what he does. Amen. It's just, hmm, start stirring some stuff up in me. Amen. I just thank God. You know, I just think about how good he is. This morning, we're going to talk about the title, Effect. Versus effect. And if you listen to what I'm saying, I'm talking about how God affected my life. My encounter with him affected my life. And because of that effect, it produced some effects in my life. See, sometimes, you know, people think those words are synonymous, but they're not. Amen. And when I begin to look in the word, amen, and begin to see that flow, I'm like, wow, God is so good. I mean, how many times, you know, we think about cause and effect. You know, that's another way you can say it because the cause to affect something is a cause that produces an effect. Right. Amen. So how many of us have ever really sit down when we're in our living room or wherever you might be and, and you're watching the television and the, those commercials start coming on uh-huh. about medication? Uh, and, and then, you know, the, the commercials want to say how good and great this medicine is. And, and, and if you got these symptoms, you need to go tell your doctor you need to take this medication. Amen. Because it's going to make your life so much better and going to get rid of this issue or this symptom. But if you listen, continue to listen close enough. Some of them even change the volume and change the voice. But when you begin to listen close enough, you begin to hear about the side Effects. <laughs> now, now they're giving it to you to, to affect one area, but there's also always these side effects that come along. Amen. That come on, come on. Oh, they were. I mean, I, and I went, you know, as I was working on this, I went to this website. And I just started listening to some of these commercials, you know, because you can go just listen, just just to get a, a, an idea. Amen, because they got this stuff on the market. Amen. I just want to read some of the things that I wrote down that I'm getting from these commercials. Now, I couldn't write it all down. I was just being writing and writing and writing. But side effects, they say it may cause weakness, fatigue, nausea, depression, thoughts of suicide, alcohol abuse, drug abuse due to addiction, vomiting, diarrhea, dehydration, kidney problems, lumps, or swelling in your neck. 
changes in your vision, diabetic retinopathy. You know, I mean, it just keeps on going. And say so you might have pancreatitis, increased inflammation, lower ability to fight infection, cause, causing your immune system to attack the healthy parts of your body. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying to get healthy, and it's telling me this could attack the good stuff? I'm like, wow. Amen. And this is during and after treatment. So even after you get off the medication, they can still be messing you up. You know, and it says these problems can be severe and lead to death. Wow. I mean, they tell you right there in the commercial. This stuff can kill you. <laughs> Hello? Say blurred vision, difficult, I mean, different types of cancer, cardiac issues, low, I mean, loss of libido. Don't say, what's that? We won't go into that. Oh, cancer, cardiac issues, such as hypertension and even low blood pressure. And the list goes on and on and on, but we go to the doctor and we take the pill. And, you know, take the shot. Hey, here what do you hear this? You know, and I'm not against medication. Uh, I'm not because I, you know, I use medications, amen, and they make a difference. That the effect, the desired effect, is to you know change some things. But how many of us have ever stopped and read the paperwork they give you when you pick up a prescription? Yes, yes. I read it. Yes. I read, and I, after I read some, I call my doctor back and say, I don't want to take this. I, I'm serious. I don't know. You find find something else. I'm not taking this because it says it can cause this, 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 and this. I'm not about that. Okay? But we need to understand why do they give you that paperwork? Because they know most people ain't going to read it. They're just going to take it and they're going to take the medication. And then when they start having other problems, they don't know why I got dry mouth. Why? This so that's happening because it's a it's an effect of that medication that you're dealing with, yes. you know. And, and but we need to stop and slow down because by law they have to give you the information, right. even though they know that most folks ain't gonna read it. But the other reason they give you the information is because if you do have one of these adverse or severe or death side effects, they're not accountable because you have been warned. That's right. And by you taking it, you consent to all that stuff on that long sheet of paper. They give you know, I get paperwork, I mean, medication, and, then, and it just folds. I'm like, like, whoa. And you start reading all that. And then at the end, it goes so far to say, this is not all inclusive. And that covers anything else that might be on there. You know, it, it may be some more other side effects that we didn't mention. So, what's that got to do with us? He <laughs> said, I'm glad you asked. We need to understand as God's people this whole principle of effect and effect, this, this, this whole thing. And not just dealing with medication, but, you know, as I look in the word of God, I mean, we, we find and we can just see it all throughout his word, amen. The side, I mean, the cause and the effects of different things is happening, amen. So, just for some clarity, man, as we begin to look at this, just for a little clarity, we're going to do a little English lesson. Okay, okay help us. All right, is that all right? Yes, we're going to do it anyway, whether you agree or not. 
Amen. But an effect, amen, is a verb, is to describe when something is altered or influenced by another thing. Okay? That's an effect. It affects you. Okay? So we think about that. It is an action word that signifies a change to something. And then when you want to use it in a sentence, you say, she must have affected them to get that kind of emotional response. To their response is an effect because of her effect on them. Okay, then we look at the meaning of effect. As a noun, it's a, you know, it represents the result of an action. Amen. The outcome that occurs because of a cause. Okay, now one is at the beginning and one is at the end. Okay, so an effect causes an effect. Or it's supposed to, okay? I just want to make sure that as we're going through the rest of the message, y'all got this down, amen, and understand it, amen, because truly we need to be able to decipher when we're reading through the Word of God, both Old Testament and New Testament, the causes and effects of things that we're seeing. And then we take it to another level. We begin to look into our own lives, and we begin to really search out and understand the cause and effect of the things that's happening to and within us. What caused me to feel this way? Yes. Amen. What caused me to have, you know, to have this effect in my emotions? See, who, who controls your emotions? I hear, I hear some right answers on this side. <laughs> but the reality is this. We let other people control our emotions. More often than we realize. Yes, the cause of their action, their attitude, and all that coming against us, the, how that affects us, it produces an effect in us that we begin to get angry. Because they have now taken control of your emotions. And you can do that in negative or in the positive. You know, the effect of the compliment. <laughs> The stroking of my ego telling me how cute I am or how good I look. Amen. How, how does that affect me that all of a sudden my the effects of me doing things that I ain't got no business doing? Right. Now I think about it because it, it comes at you in so many ways. Monday I had to take my car in finally. They finally got my windshield because I had a crack on two sides. You know, and, and they, they're both cracks happening in the same week. Go figure. Going down the highway, I get hit on the right side. Then a few days later, I get hit on the left side. So I got two cracks going up. And so, but I've been waiting for them to get the windshield. So I go into the the, the um, glass shop where they're doing it to drop off my car. And they got two stations there, right? And I'm talking to the young lady that's helping me. And there's an older woman on there talking to the other lady. And I look, and the other customer, she's just looking at me. <laughs> so I, I keep on writing. I look, and she's still looking at me. So I'm like. Hello, how are you doing? You know, I mean, let's, if you want to look, let's talk. You know, and she's a little short, older, you know, wrinkled. I'm just being real. Okay? Just a, a little Caucasian lady. I mean, but she, she steps over to me from where she was standing. She gets about this close to me. And she's looking at me. She said, I have to tell you something. Can I tell you something? I said, Okay, obviously she's going to tell me anyway. I said, okay. 
She said, you are one good-looking man. And she said, not that I'm flirting, but I just want to tell you that you are one handsome man. I said, okay, thank you. (laughs) Now, I could have let that cause an effect. What's your number? You know? I mean, she said, we got to understand just those little things. You know, but you, you got to watch That's right. That's yourself right. because the enemy is out to get us. Mm-hmm. Amen. He wants to cause us to stumble. Amen. So we're we going to go. So, so how do you choose the right one? Amen. Because you got effect and effect, you know, and how do you choose the right one? Real quick, amen. He says, you know, it's easy because we look at the you know, some grammatical rules here. And, but when we look at the word effect, Amen. It's design. It, it causes an alteration or change. Amen. And it starts with an A, which changes you. Amen. An effect, amen, is the end of the cause, the result. And the end starts with an E, just like effect. So just keep them in their proper order. And then you'll be able to discuss. So that's the end of our English lesson, okay? But I do want us to really look at this situation. Because, it, like I said, it's all around us, amen, and if we don't, amen, then we'll get confused about what's really going on. Right. We'll miss the moving of the Holy Spirit. No, remember how we've been talking about the working of the Holy Spirit? And, and when you look at it, you'll find this cause and effect situation throughout the Bible. When you really begin to read and look with understanding, you begin to see the cause and effect of different things that they take place you know, in Scripture, and therefore it happens even in our own lives. Amen. So as we recognize it, amen, then we know how to respond properly. We won't allow the wrong effects to take place. Amen. It's just like reading that medicine list and saying, no, I'm not taking that. You know, no, I'm not falling for your compliment. You know, whatever the case is, because why? I already know the result down the road can lead to spiritual death. Hello. So we got to get it. Amen. So the effects, you know, that we see in the word of God, amen, I hope brings about positive effects in our lives. I mean, let's look at the day of Pentecost, for example. Amen. Acts 1 and 8 says this. And I'll put those nouns in there and the verbs in there just so to, to help you understand. He said, but you shall receive power. What is that? It's an effect. Okay. Because you got it. Okay, you shall receive power effect after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's an effect. And you shall be witnesses unto me both witnesses. Now, that's an effect. Okay, unto Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the othermost parts of the earth. So we see when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, amen, it comes upon us. It affects us. Amen. The effect of that is we receive power. Amen. And that power enables us or causes us to be witnesses to him throughout the world, wherever we go. Amen. So let's see what happened on that day. Now, that's that's on in Acts 1 and 8. Now, let's look at Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. He said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty room effect. And filled all the house where they were sitting, effect, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as like as of fire, and it set up on 
each of them effect and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, another effect, okay, and began to speak in other tongues, an effect, as the Spirit of God gave them utterance, effect. You see how it's right there in Scripture, but if we don't break it and look at it, it's like, well, that just happened. See, so what does the Word of God turn up in you? Now, I know many of us in here, I mean, we, we have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Is the effect still working in our lives? Come on now. Jesus. Huh? Or has the effect worn off? Maybe you need to stir something back up again. In order that, that we may be able to experience, let the effect of that being in my life, amen, and a part of who I am, bring forth the spiritual effects that God desires to see happening in our lives. Right. Amen. See, again, like I say, you can see both of these examples, good and bad, amen, throughout, you know, this scenario throughout Scripture. You know, in the Old Testament, the New Script, as we read, amen, with this understanding, it helps open up our eyes to the working of the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture and how it works and affects people's lives, amen, when they allow it to come upon them. But we got to be ready to, you know, yield ourselves. You know, we can actually fight the, the effect. Sometimes we fight the effect because we don't want the effects. Right? Right, right. See, if I yield myself to this word, then I can't act a monkey. Okay? I can't act crazy. Because that's not what this thing is supposed to produce in me. But when I press against it, I can do whatever I want to do. When I, when I press against what the Holy Spirit is trying to affect in my life, amen. I can go and do just about anything that pops in my head to do. But when I let the presence of the Holy Spirit affect my thoughts, affect my actions, affect my decisions, then it's no longer about me. Then it's all about him. See, that's, that's the place that we really want to get to, amen, so that now we're not having adverse reactions to the word of God. Amen. Because when the enemy comes, you know, oftentimes we don't fight his effect very hard. And we allow him to come in and affect everything that we do. Help us, Lord. But, you know, the Holy Spirit is not enough, you know, to stop us from doing what we want to do. Because like I've said before, we have the power to override it by operating in our will. Our desire that overrides and overrules, even though that still small voice is there, you know, telling us this or that. Just imagine if we would just listen to that still small voice every time it spoke. Instead of saying, God, is that you? Or sometimes we go so far to say the devil is a lie. Because it's not what we want to hear, not what we want to receive. So we assign it to the whole other. Hello. But if we allow the Holy Spirit, you know, to move and operate and, and let it, the effect of his presence, you know, really change things in us, our lives completely, amen. It could be in, in, in the good places and the bad places and the easy places, the hard places, on our happy days and on our sad days. 
it's all going to be a positive response because of who he is in us. Because I, you know, I go so far to say without God, I mean with God, there really is no bad day. You might have a rough day. You might have a challenging day. Amen. But it's not a bad day because you can still call on the name of the Lord. He's giving you the strength to go through all the rough and the sad and the difficult. He is our strength. He is our helper. He is, you know, as we, we've seen in scripture, amen, he is our comforter in the times of trouble. When we have him, if we allow him to be our comfort, then we don't have to be all dis- discombobulated and, 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 and uh, uh, you know, uh, amazed at what's going on around us. Amen. We don't have to be tugged to and fro by all of the political climate and all the stuff on social media and everything. We, sometimes we let that stuff affect us more than we let the word of God affect us. If I could just tell the truth about it, amen, we start signing on and, and, and co-signing and, and being in agreement with all the crazy stuff that ain't even coming from the word of God. It's speaking to our flesh. And we're letting it, that affect us and then we begin to parrot it. It wasn't even your thoughts. You were just saying what you heard them say online or on TV. That, and it's crazy because when you ask people, well, uh, why don't you agree with that? Well, they said, wait a minute, hold up. It's not what they said. What do you know? Because whether we realize it or not, amen, the, the social media is censored. It's being censored more and more. And, and not only that, even the, the, the network news, a lot of them channels are now left or right wing supporting their beliefs and really talking more about what they believe than what the news is. I remember in a day, they just told you the news. They didn't put their opinion on it. Now we get a lot of opinion in little news. So we got to check ourselves. Amen. Let's hear the word of God and see how it's functioning. You know, John 3.16, you know, it it, it really shows us even from there the cause and effect. Let's look at it. I'm reading out of the NIV. Amen. John 3.16, for God so loved the world... That's an effect. That he gave his only son. That's an effect. His love caused him to give his son. Okay. To come in a body of flesh for our redemption. That whosoever believe in him, effect, may not perish but have eternal life. Effect. See the cause and effect is all over the place. It helps us to understand. And and, I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I want to know why I'm feeling like this way. You, ever, you just feel feel crazy and you don't know why? You feel like just going off on somebody you don't know why? You feel anxious and you don't know why? That's a problem. So we need to reel it back and say, okay, why am I feeling this way? What's causing me to feel this way? You know, and then when you can't figure it out, you need to turn to the word of God. You know, I, you know there's so many scriptures I could have put you know, in this message today. It's, it's, it's unreal, but I want to just stop in a simple place, you know, not stop, but just really bring this home in a simple place. You know, so we're going to go to Corinthians, first Corinthians, amen, because love is an amazing thing, and it's all about cause and effect, 
It's all about, you know, those things, amen. And, and see, now what we're going to look at, amen, is, is how love is supposed to work. Yes. And when I say how love is supposed to work, I'm talking about a godly love. Oh, it's yes. supposed to work in yes. godly people. Yes, sir. Amen, because see, we just read John three sixteen. He so loved the world that he came, amen, that he might give us his love. And because we have his love, we should be able to operate according to that level of love. And, and we're not leaning on our own because why? He said we will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us to love like Jesus loved. See, it all comes together if we begin to understand what's going on. But when we look at 1 Corinthians, and oftentimes we like to read this at weddings because it just flows so well, you know. But when you get to doing marital counseling, it seems like they never read this chapter. Because all the things we said love is not, mm-hmm. <laughs> it begins to show up. Mm-hmm. Amen? Uh-huh. So we give me, just beginning at verse number one, he said, If I speak in tongues, in the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a, have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. I'm just reading what it says in the Bible, okay? If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. What was he saying? Now, let's pay close attention to the true effects of love as it breaks it down for us. Then beginning at verse number four, amen, actions of godly love operating in us. Love is, okay, now let's stop it. Those two words. Because what is love? The scripture teaches that God is love. So I want you to think in your mind, you know, when you hear love is, what you're really hearing is God God is. Okay. And if we are Christians, the reason they call them Christian is because Christian means Christ like. You know, so therefore, if I'm a be like Christ, who was God in the flesh, then this should apply to me. Amen. So we got to check ourselves because, you know, we can wreck ourselves. Right? Y'all knew that was coming though, right? But it says love patient. Now when was the last time you lost patience with somebody? <laughs> Am I talking to anybody this morning? We just do the first attribute. Okay, and that person in line in front of you. All right. You know, I was at the store the other day. Safeway, I was on my way home. I said, I just want to stop and get me a little quick snack. You know, I, so I stopped and got me some Hagen Doss ice cream bars, right? Oh, yeah, that's a quick snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One disappeared before I got home. But, you know, I, I, I'm standing there. They only had one cashier and the line was going down the aisle at Safeway. So they opened the second cashier. So everybody just scurried. So I just stayed right where I was. You know, with my one item, this lady had several things in the basket, and they were checking people out, and everybody else on the other line had one or two items. So they, everybody's jumping over there, because that's going to be the quick line. Amen. So I'm like, okay. I stayed where I was, because I'm going to be patient. Praise 
you know, which, you know, worked out in my favor. But, uh, you know, because this line moved faster than that one. And next thing you know, the young lady that was in front of me got out of that line and got in the line behind me because people can be unpatient, impatient, you know, in the littlest things. You know, and don't even realize it because we're in a hurry up, do it now, fast paced world. What's taking them so long? It don't take that long to swipe no card and put it in your pen. Why y'all stop talking and just go on and get the groceries done? Ain't no time for no conversation. I got places to go. I got people waiting on me and y'all want to talk about whatever. Just check them out and move on. Now, I know I'm in your heads right now, right? Huh? Because we, that's, 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 that's showing our... Oh, yes, 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 yes. See, the effect of his love producing patience in us. That's the effect that godly love should have. It says love is kind. kind. What's it mean to be kind? Hmm? We like it when people are kind to us. But do we return kindness in kind? Are we kind enough to let that car that's trying to get ahead of you go on? Especially over there by where the jack in the box going up the hill, you know, and the lane goes down from one to two and everybody's, I've seen people do some of the craziest stuff. Almost all of you are halfway up the hill. They still trying to decide who going. Just be kind enough to let them in. You know, I mean, it's not like you're going to get there so much sooner. I've had people just shoot by me just to hurry up and get to the stoplight before me. <laughs> you know, you know just, just put yourself at risk just to get to the stoplight first. And I just pull up next one. <laughs> I'm glad you made it safe. And y'all can just look in your own life and your own situations and think about that kindness that's produced out of love. You know, when, when, when you can find other reasons to justify not being so kind because of whatever it might be in your head. See, I could just hang out on each one of these, you know, but this is one of the effects. No envy. How they get that? I don't know when it deserves that. Hmm. Hello. You know, oh my goodness. And that, that, that envy, it, it begins to produce jealousy. You know, and, and, you know and, and then out of that comes more strife and all the stuff that, because why? We're not operating in the love, letting the love of God that he is in us produce what it needs to produce out of us. But understand what he's saying here. It does not envy. It does not boast. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to move on. Amen. <laughs> huh? Woo. I'll just say, look at me. You know, how great I am. You know, boasting is really just putting yourself forth. And sometimes, you know, you, you talk to people and they, they, they've got the art of boasting down so good that they appear to be giving God all the credit for what he's done and what he 
God's done in their life. You know, they're giving him all the credit, but they are receiving all the glory. Because it was their efforts, you know, their wisdom, you know, their, their financial prowess. You know, it's because of, you know, their, their physical physique. You know, and they begin to boast about this and about See, but that's, that's not love. You see, it doesn't boast. It's not proud. Let me move past that one before I get someone upset. Love don't act proud. It does not dishonor others. Woo! <laughs> my, my, my. Dishonoring others. They don't deserve no honor. Hmm? Who, 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 who do they think they are? You see, we have a way of qualifying people. Whether they deserve honor or not. Whether it's a friendship, a professional relationship, a marriage, we have a way of, if they don't meet my qualifications, I have a right to dishonor them. And, you know, the word back in the day was diss them. And you're going to disrespect them. Right? Because of Whatever that interaction was, whatever is in your heart or your mind, but he says it doesn't dishonor, the love of God doesn't dishonor. You know, when you think about how Christ exemplified this very thing, when he dealt with the woman at the well, he didn't dishonor her. When they brought him the woman that was caught in the act, he didn't dishonor her. You know, he, he lifted her, I mean, in case over and over, when the lepers came to him, he didn't dishonor them and said, get away from me. He said, he reached out and touched them. And because he loved them, no matter what their physical or emotional or social condition was, he honored them. He even honored the ones that crucified him. You know, and Stephen took a page out of that book, amen, and, and honored the ones that were stoning him. Father, don't lay this into their charge. But if someone just says something sideways or looks crazy, mm, we're still talking about cause and effect, right? Well, when they do me wrong, Someone, this is kind of hard for some people to receive because they, they, they've established their parameters. And if they do me wrong, I'm cutting you off. But, but just think about that, how wrong we did Jesus. He never cut us off. We put him back on the cross how many times with our actions and our sins and our disobedience and all that. Amen. Going against his word, putting him back on the cross again and again and again. And he's never said, I'm done with you. Mm-mm. No, yeah, he's never said I'm done with you. He says, "Not my arm is not short. I can't save." He hears our cry, man. He he responds because he is love. See, when you are something, you can't be something else. 
if you allow that to really take over. I mean, when I read in the scripture, God is love. It's not just he does love. He is love. And as his people, as Christians, amen, if we would just get that in us, amen, we would be willing to suffer wrong for righteousness, sake, amen, and bless those, as the Bible says, who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. That's what the word of God says. It don't say cut them off. It don't say lose patience and cast them to the side and all, all those things. It don't say dishonor. He says love is, is not self-seeking. Well, that goes right along with the pride. Yeah. Oh, Amen. Yeah. It's not easily angered. <laughs> you know, oh, hello. Get mad in a New York second. Mm, I'm telling you, I remember back in the day we had two ministers in the house. This was... <laughs> See, y'all laughing because y'all, indeed, they were there. Two ministers, and this was way back when we first started the church, a long time ago. But they just had this issue going on between them over and over and over again. I mean, it was just like so much contention there. I mean, I, 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 but one day it got to a point that they were ready to go to blows. They were getting ready to fight up in the church. And if I didn't get between them, I, I think one of them would have got knocked out. <laughs> I, I mean, then we'd have had to pick him up. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just, I mean, it's like, but this is what I'm talking, I mean, but we, we, are you easy to get angry? Uh, you got to just answer that for yourself and ask yourself when you get angry, where is the love? But you don't understand. Oh, I understand very well. Thank you, God. I've had a multiplicity of opportunities in my life to get irate. But it all comes down to a choice. Because I decided long years ago I will never let others control my emotions. Only me. The only one that I let get even close is my wife. Close? Mm-hmm, yeah, she got away at Bull Garden Inn. You know, so. yeah. you know, but, but other than that, ain't nobody enough. Right. I'm sorry. Right. You don't command enough authority in my life right. Thank you, <laughs> to, to, uh, to have the, uh, uh, the right to affect my emotions. Now, you may elicit a, 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 a response that's not going to come out of emotion. Because I had people come in my office, and, and they just want to show they're behind, if I can just say it like that. Just come in cussing, screaming, and, and just calling me everything but a child of God, and they're so angry about this or that or the other thing. And, you know, anybody, you know, most people say, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Who are you talking to like this? Don't you know who I am? It, right. But it does not promote itself. Right. See, like, calm, in control of my emotions, although they are out of control. Thank you. And when they start settling down, I will say, is there anything else? 
And usually they spool up a little bit more, you know, da, 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 and they get done that second rap volley, then I say, well, is that it? I give them two extra chances to just, and when they say, no, because sooner or later they're going to run out of gas. And I'm a patient man. You might have a full tank, but I'm a patient man. Okay, so, so, so when they run out of gas, then I tell them, no, it's my, can I speak? And I begin to tell them how it really is. Yeah. According to the word of God. Not raising my voice. Thank not getting out of place. Because I'm still in control of my emotions. Right. And normally by the time we get done talking. They done settle down too. Because they realize I can't. I'm not going to be able to stir them up. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get a response. See when you give people the response that they want. You just feel enough. You just feel in the fire. Amen. And if we learn that, in, in, no matter where you are in your marriage, on your job, in the store, no matter where, if you would just learn to control your emotions, you're not responsible for what they do. No matter what they do, you're always responsible for what you do. No matter what they do, you are always responsible for your own act so if we operate out of love it gives us some control in every situation and, and they're not going to have me leaving all angry and, and upset and don't want to talk to people and no 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 see see this is what i'm looking looking at this this love amen it's not self-seeking it's not easily angry it keeps no record of wrongs i don't know if i'm gonna get through this today some of us have a mental record and others have written records but some have a, 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 a mental record can tell you date, time and place that somebody offended you and how many times they offended you and every time you see them, that Rolodex plays in your mind. And because of that Rolodex playing in your mind, you treat them according to the past rather than giving them a pass. See, love it in hope. Passed away. He said, oh, Never to be remembered never, anymore. Never. That's what God said. Amen. This is what love. Hey. By experience. It might have been 10 years ago, but you still know how she is. You don't like Pastor Fred. Let me pray it. <laughs> Pastor Sam was talking about He didn't know that gentleman got saved. But the whole testimony, as I'm sitting there listening at, at his testimony, what I seen was cause and effect. His effect on the man's life was instrumental in bringing him to Christ. Not because he wasn't putting himself forth or, or, or you know, trying to be more, just being Christ-like. Standing in the testimony and giving God the glory and giving God the praise. Amen. And somebody said, whatever he got, I want that. 
Is, 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 is our life a billboard for Christ? Or is it a detractor from Christ? You know, we got to think about it, man. If we're operating in this love, this cause and effect, love will bring about the right actions. Amen. And we can show those things forth in every relationship and situation, amen, that we call for. Amen. But we don't need to continue to keep records of wrong. Forgive them and let them go. Because if you hold guess what? You still stuck there too. You know, it, it, unforgiveness is like I'm going to hold this against that person until they die or until I see something that lets me know I can forgive them. Well, the word of God lets you know you should forgive them. It's a command that you, you know, forgive them lest you be not forgiven. Now, imagine you do everything else right, but you never forgive that one person. And when the time comes that we stand before the Lord and he says, well, um, I can't forgive you for unforgiveness until you forgive. That's a hard place for a lot of people. Because we get to a place that we feel like if I let them go, if I forgive them and really let it go, they're going to get away with it. And I want to see them pay. Can I just be real this morning? We want to see them pay. We want to see them hurt. We want to see them suffer. We want to, you know, we want to know that they got what they deserve. How do you know what they deserve? None of us have gotten what we deserve yet. But that's the mindset, you know, and as long as you are walking in unforgiveness, the scripture is very clear that God can't forgive you if you don't forgive them. That's a dangerous place to be. So if you remember this one thing, forgiveness is not about them. But it's all about you being set free, moving on, amen, and releasing it. Love does not delight in the evil, in evil, but rejoices in truth. And when we talk about we're living in truth, right? We're standing in truth because, you know, we don't rejoice in evil when someone, now we want to, you know, that, that's the problem with that unforgiveness thing. We want to see them go through. And then we want to rejoice. How ah, they finally got what they deserve. What are you doing then? You're rejoicing in the evil. Hello? Verse number seven says, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. In other words, you can, you can make it through if you just, that's what love does. Love never fails. Mm. I say, what if I love him like y'all talking about in this word, Pastor David, if I love, what if, if it, it's not going to fail. It's not going to fail. There ain't no what ifs. If you operate in love and you release in love, amen, that is going to bring about the right effects in your life. You ain't got to worry about or control. Don't you know God sees it all and he says vengeance is his? He says mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So, so if, if you're worried about them getting away, that means God missed something. But what if they repent and, and God forgives them? Well, you repented and he forgave you. All right. 
That's what love does. And we should rejoice in that because they've been changed. That's what they deserve. Amen. Not because their goodness, but because of his. See, if we were operating this thing, cause and effect. But it says this, but where there are prophecies, they shall cease. Where there are tongues, they shall, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. And I love this verse. He said, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I, re, my, I re, reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, a woman, an adult, I put away childhood I put a, the ways of childhood behind me. Can I say this without y'all throwing rocks? I see too many adults still acting childish. Because they have not put the childish ways behind them. But they, they just, you know, dressed them up. Yeah, exactly. So they don't look as child. They done dressed them up in a suit and they got a briefcase or, you know, they got a purse and jewelry. But it's still childishness. You know, even when I talk about those two fighting, children fight. Because they don't know better. When adults fight, they act like children. Childishness. Amen. And they come and, and, and do these things. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize because why? We're acting in so many childish ways. You know, I'm not just talking about living family. I'm talking about the world at large. We see it, saved and unsaved. We, we see it, amen, because they haven't put it away. Now, we, on the other hand, because of the love of God that's been shared abroad in our hearts, we shouldn't be found nowhere near these things. That's why we need to be reminded of who we are and what's in us, amen. So, therefore, we can function at this level because instead of going to the flesh's default, because if you don't keep the word in you, if you don't continue to remind yourself of who you are, amen, our flesh has a default setting. That's right. amen. amen. And it's all about self-defense. It's all about self. Amen. But remember, when we gave our life to Christ, we are no more our own. Amen. He now owned us. Amen. He paid the price on Calvary. We accepted it at the altar or wherever we accepted him at. And so therefore, now he is in control. He is in charge. He gets the glory. He gets the credit. We follow his instruction in his word. And we operate in the love of God. We don't act like children. <laughs> Put it behind you. He says, for now, we see only a reflection in the mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall be known fully, even as I am fully known. So that, that's devil talk. No, it's not. Say, so you don't really see the big picture yet. See, but God knows you completely. And if you just trust him, there's going to come a time he's going to reveal it all to you and to me. And we'll be able to have that same level of understanding. But it's going to take walking in his word, walking in his will, operating, amen, in a way, amen, that we see the cause and effect operating in our own lives. 
the word of God is going to cause me to love that one that's doing me wrong. The word of God is going to cause me because it, it affects me. And because it affects me, the effects of my life are sacrificial. Remember what he said? Present our bodies what? Living, living sacrifice. You know, holy and acceptable to God. Says now and now these three remain: hope, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of them all. Is love. See, because if we just get this love thing down, amen, let the love of God have the, the right effect on us, we could, we, could, we could master all this other stuff. Because he's on board to give us the help, to give us the strength in order to do it. But it's going to take us yielding. It's going to take us surrendering. It's going to take us believing and trusting God, even when we don't see the outcome. Even when it don't make no sense. You know, even when the enemy is just still plummeting us and bombarding us, we stand trusting God. We speak the truth of the word of God. Not my truth, not your truth. You see, because when it comes down to it, there's only one real truth. And that's his truth. That's the word of God. That's the truth that we need to stand in and believe in. We trust him. Look at these verses. I'm going to read this. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to be done. Amen. First John 4, 15 through 21. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. What I tell you, love is here. He's here. He's on board. Amen. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whosoever, I mean, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. See, this love thing just gets you all wrapped up in him. You know, it, it just, it's not anger. It's not all those things we just read, amen, in, in 1 Corinthians 13. But he said that, that love is a body. This is how love makes, is made complete among us so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment. Hello. So if I do this, what he's telling me, if I just let this thing work, I have confidence in the day of judgment that it is well with my soul. I'm confident because I, I've allowed the love Govern my actions, my reactions, my decisions, all those things. He said, we have confidence in the judgment. In this world, we are like Christ. Wow. Are you confident that you're like Christ right now? Or are you lacking in some areas? We all got to keep checking ourselves. Isn't that right? Amen. There is no fear in love. Fear has to do with punishment. Why'd you have to go there, Pastor David? Come on, Jesus. Because we're talking about fear. We're afraid they're going to get away with something. And therefore, that's where the punishment aspect comes. But not only for them. <laughs> but if we have that love, we, the, the love of God casts all the fear out of our hearts. You, you know, that's one of the number one tools of the adversary is fear. Thank and we need to really 
evaluate that and understand that. Amen. Because the scripture tells us, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So where does it come from? Hello. Not from God. So when we're operating in fear, no matter how small it is or how big it might be, that didn't come from God. He said, I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but of love. Power, Acts 1 and 8. He is the love and the sound mind. Renewing our mind daily by the word of God. That's where he wants us to be. Amen. Perfect love drives out fear. Say so the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Hello, cause, effect. He loved us, and because of that love, now we, the effect that comes from us should be love. So if that's not coming forth, then again, like I said earlier, we're negating the effect of God operating in our lives. Whosoever claims to love God yet hates uh, a brother or sister is a liar. For whoso, whoever does not love their brother and sister who they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. That's word. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must. Everybody say must. always also love their brother and sister. And love worketh no evil to a friend. So if we can understand that cause and effect. What has the love of God in your life caused to change? I would hope everything. Everything changing. Everything getting us in the place that God wants us to be. My time is expiring, amen. But I really believe that if we could get the understanding of God's word in these areas, cause and effect, why am I acting like this? Because he, this what it does, it takes away all of our earthly and our fleshly excuses. And it causes us to stand and operate in the spirit. Regardless of how we feel. Because we allow our feelings to have a greater effect than the word in too many situations. Let's reverse that. I said, let's reverse that. Let's let's let the word of God have the greater effect on us. You can stand. I'm going to stop. Got it going on. I'm going to stop. But I want us to really think about the fact that if this be true, and I know it is. We can do this thing. We can do this thing. And it's, it's not as hard as we make it out to be. It's not as hard to be loving. It just means making a choice, making a decision. Because love, as much as we like to think it is, it's not an emotion. It's a decision. It's an action. See, we, we can't, you know, I, I, we, we get emotional about love, but love is a decision. How many times have you heard some say, I'm, I'm cutting them off? That's your brother. That's your sister. That's your parent. Ain't no pain, nothing to me. You did to me. See, 
See, we, we, we go to those places because of issues rather than walking in the forgiveness and the love of God and being the bridge builder. Amen. We are bridge burners when we act and we respond in those ways. So God's taking us to a higher level. He's calling and challenging us, amen, to live in the world as Christ lived in the world. Amen. Uplifting, reaching out, blessing people, allowing the Spirit of God to lead, guide, and direct us in every circumstance. So if you're struggling, amen, in that area, I invite you to come to the altar. If you're struggling by letting God and the Word of God have its way in your life, not having the right effects in your life. I invite you to come. I, I just want to pray. Man, because we need, we need all the God we can get. And we need his spirit to override ours, override our emotions and, you know, and not just forcefully, but with understanding. And then we can willingly yield to God because when we yield now we're setting ourselves up to receive even greater blessings. Because he said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I know what you're going through. I know where you are. But I'm not going to just leave you there by yourself. I will lead you through it. I will lead you to me. Talking about Christ. So let's just lift our hands up to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we call upon you right now. Lord, and we thank you first and foremost for your grace and your mercy over our lives, God. Lord, for when we were castaways, you loved us. When we were in the world without hope, you drew us to yourselves by your love. And Lord, I just pray for those that have come forth as well as those that have remained at their seats, God, that you would move in this area of our lives, God. Lord, that you would cause us to see what it is that you desire and that we would allow your word and your spirit, God, your holy presence to affect us in a way, God, that the side effects would be nothing but glorious. That they would bring glory and honor to your kingdom in our responses, God, in, in our decisions, all the things that we do, God, because we've been affected by your love, it affects the things that we do and we thank you for it right now. We give you free course, Father. We give you license, God. I, I, I speak against the strongholds that come against your people, God. The lies of the enemy, Lord, that have come against us. Hallelujah. I pray against those things, God, in our past, in those things that we may even fear in the future, God. We cast them down right now in the name of Jesus. And we choose not to let that fear have any authority in our lives, God. Lord, because you said perfect love cast out all fear, God. So we, we release it to you, God. And we, we replace it with trust. We replace it, God, with belief and faith in you. That you will do what you said you would do. Lord, that you will be right there with us, God. Giving us the strength. That we may be able to glorify you. In every thought. In every action. We break every lie that the enemy has spoken to the spirits of your people God you love them you love them right where they are and you, but you died so we wouldn't have to stay there but we could go higher we could draw closer and our lives can bring honor and glory to your name 
Lord, not to us, God. We're, we're just a palm. We, we, we're here just to, to be a vessels that you can use. Lord, see your goodness. Lord, we allow you to move in us going through our difficulties as well as our high times, God. We still give you praise. We still realize that it's not us, but it's you. It's not our glory or our strength or our power, but it's yours operating in us and through us. When I say I can't, I yield because I know you can. Have your way in us. Move through us. Let our in honor to your name in every way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, God. God bless you. Amen. I know he'll do it. I say, I know he'll do it. If we would just trust him. Patience. It starts there. Patiently waiting. And see, we can't get tired of waiting. Just patiently waiting. Because patience, you know, it, 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 it sets off a chain reaction of things. Patience takes us to a whole nother level. Amen. In God. You know, I was trying, but I'm, I'm going to read this passage to you. Then I'm going to be done. Since I, I, I went there. Amen. And it's in Romans 5, 1 through 5, and it says this. And, and I want you to catch the progression of what he says. He says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace. Say, I got peace. Come on, I got peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access. Okay, listen what it says. A access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. You say, stand, having done all, stand, okay? Stand in the grace of God, not in the struggle of life, in the grace of God. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory Hear what he says. Because you're standing in the grace of God. The peace of God. You got peace and you're in the grace. Right? right? And because of that, he says, because we know that, I mean, I'm sorry, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces. Uh-oh, we're talking about effects, right? Suffering produces perseverance. And per it's just a produces character. And character gives us hope. And hope. Came. Hello. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And we are right back to the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us. Thank you, God. See, so we just stand in the grace. And in the peace of God. We can get through the suffering. Amen. And we can let the perseverance the deck cause perseverance. Amen. And character and hope. Amen. And we're, we're, getting, we're only getting stronger because we're standing in the peace and the glory of God. Just trust him. Let him do it. Just, 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 just ask somebody. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Oh, he said he would. Huh? Hello. Another quote, right? But remember, who it is that we're serving. The only one, only one that you should be letting 
take control of your emotions is God himself. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me get out. I'm going to turn it over. Amen. But I thank God for his word and his will being done in us and through us. Hallelujah. Hold on to that. Amen. And we'll have Minister Allen coming for the offering and dismissal. God bless you. Pray for me.